Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And we are continuing our Women in Business bonus series with our next guest, Twyla True. Twyla is the CEO and co-founder of True Family Enterprises, where she manages over 50 companies that are worth more than a billion dollars. So this woman knows business, has an independent entertainment company where she called 1500 Sound Academy, where she works with really well-known musicians. So she has a lot of, of flames in the fire, as they say. Right. And she is midlife. So it was great to talk to her about it. And she's going to explain how you have to know how to pivot, how to run a business, what it's like to be a female entrepreneur in this generation. Right. It, it was so impressive because she was not born into this wealth. She created this herself. She was born in one of the poorest areas in the United States. Um, and just how she just, her attitude in work is so impressive. And it just, you know, she took the time, she cared. She never feels that any job is demeaning, like no job. I think if any job that you are doing and you are out there and you are working, that is important. So you should never put yourself down no matter what you're doing. You never know where it can lead. Look where it led her. Absolutely. And and she's very clear on that, that you do everything with the appreciation and the gratitude that you would have for any job. So it's a really interesting conversation. And right before we let Twyla take over, we just want to remind you guys that there's still two days left to enter our Mother's Day giveaway. It has over $700 in different brands from Care Beauty to Hot Girls Pearls, just the full set of State of Menopause. And let me just say the Hot Girls Pearls is a beautiful blue lapis necklace and bracelet, which are from their new collection and they're beautiful. We also have Wow Women, which are naturopathic products for women struggling with stress and anxiety. They have some great products. And oh, Genev is giving us a gift certificate worth $120 for a telehealth appointment. So if you have your own questions about what's going on in your body and your perimenopause state, it's a great gift card to either keep or give to someone that you know could really benefit. And who doesn't want a Hot Flashes and Cool Topics t-shirt? Who says we want to be younger? And we are going to send that along with, you know, the big stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You get a t-shirt from Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. So how to enter. It's easy. Go to hotflasheskooltopics.com. That's our website. You will see a quick way to enter. You just leave your email and you'll be entered into the giveaway as well as if you go on our Instagram, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, you'll see the link in our link in bio. We are going to let Twyla take over. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, everybody. Today we have on Twyla True. And in our series of women in business, Twyla is definitely an expert in several businesses. And we are absolutely thrilled to have her on the show. Welcome, Twyla. Thank you. Thank you so much. So nice to be with you guys. What Where we kind of wanted to start was, you know, at the beginning. You yes. were born in, at, and please forgive me if I say it wrong, the Oglala Lakota Sioux Tribe. Did I say that correctly? 
Yes, no, you've got it. Um, so Lakota, Lakota is a is a, a tribe, and then they're they're set up into different. Um, there's different tribes within that tribe, and one of them is the Ogallala. And um, not sure exactly where I was born, but I am a member of the tribe. It was not a, a wealthy area that you grew up in. You don't recall all of it, correct? Because you were adopted out at a pretty young age. Correct. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, um, Pine Ridge is kind of is ground zero for uh, the Ogallala Sioux tribe. That's where they sit southwest corner of, uh, of South Dakota. You know, it's um, it's the poorest place in the nation. So, uh, you know, like a 90 percent high school dropout rate, 80 uh, percent employment rate. You know, it's a it's a tough spot, right? They have the high, highest infant mortality rate, uh, not in the U.S. but in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, but all of that to say that you know what's incredible about them, about us, is they are the most culture rich uh, people that you will that you will ever meet. You know, cup is cup is half full, not half empty, and uh, you know the it's not about. Uh, what's been wonderful, it's not about the monetary uh, sort of social currency that, you know, can kind of be placed on us. It's about, um, you know, tradition and family and, uh, you know, longer range of life. So they're they're very rich in that. You uh, were in this type of life. And then what, you know, you're such a success now. And it's so amazing. I, and I know so many people even maybe start out with more privilege or something, you know, than, than you did, but look what you've done with it. And I know that our listeners are probably just dying to know, how did you do this? How did this come about? Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, um, if I look at my beginning years and sort of, it was really a mental state that I was fortunately able to be in. And that mental state was, uh, for all the things that I mentioned, we didn't have, you know, it, it wasn't, that's not really what I, I focused on. I focused, I focused on really what I had and what I believed I could do. And, um, you know, my belief of what I can do and what I always could do, uh, you know, that never wavered. And so if I go back to a very young age, the the Lakota Sioux tribe, my grandmother, a traditional Lakota, a Lakota woman, and uh, very strong, you know, very proud. And um, again, it wasn't what we didn't have, but what the world, what the what we could give the world. And, you know, we just we just had to get to that spot so that way it, we could give the world. Then I was adopted by a uh, man who happens to be of Hispanic Mexican uh, descent. And uh, he, he didn't adopt me because he was my natural father. He adopted me because I needed a dad and he was a great person. And um, so he also taught me the what he taught me in the relationship when you have a really good man in your life, I think, especially as a as a at a young age, he was a he was a mechanic. So we lived also, you know, very modest means one 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 TV in the house. You know, uh, my mother was at home and he did his mechanic job and came home. But there again, right, we uh, we had good rules. We had good foundation. We were fed. We were clean. Um, and he really taught me the value as a woman. So although we didn't really have anything, he opened, he opened the door to our beat up, you know, Chevrolet. Um, he cursed 
sailor because he was a Vietnam vet, except for when I walked in the room. And when I walked in the room, every man better stand up and, you know, stop their cursing. Um, the gift of, you know, what a female could do uh, in, intellectually. And I mean, he he created that for me. Right. So I think that when you're fortunate enough to know that these mental barriers are just that mental barriers. And when you're walking in proud and, you know, sometimes that confidence is then fed. I didn't, I didn't really, um, I didn't have the opportunity to feed negativity. I only had the opportunity to feed my, my own courage and confidence. Well, I'm excited to talk about the knowledge and wisdom that you have gained now as a midlife woman with businesses totaling over a billion dollars. We're going to get there, definitely. But what I would really like to know is a young woman starting out, what was your first job? What direction did you want to go? The hot dog stand was my very first job. My second job was working a night shift at, at UPS. Um, and then uh, after that, I went to night school. Um, I understood that, okay, I can figure out business, but I need to take accounting classes because I want to understand an income statement and a balance sheet. I never, I didn't have the opportunity. Uh, a um, a degree wasn't was not going to be in my cards because I had to work while I so I had to gain work experience, and then I coupled that with night school. And in my work experience, that's what sort sort of paid my bills in my early teens. Um, look, it, it worked for me because I I was so hungry for it, and I just took classes in what applied to what I wanted, which was to understand business. So, where would you say was your first big break, so to speak? My first big break was really working in the. I'm today a family office. Was working in a small family office. It was a husband and wife team. Um, there were seasons. They created Christmas items um, and they were a very small company. I was going to night school. And what I discovered working for a small company is that if I worked my back end off and because that's what was important to me, if I just really worked hard, I was recognized for that, especially in a small business. Whether you have a small business of five or there, it's a small business of, or a bigger business of 500 or 5,000, it's all the same. You know, it's a business. Usually there's a product line. There's a, there's a way to monetize. Um, it's, it's just the numbers are the, 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 how the revenues are different and how many people are in the business are different, but it's all the same. So I got in there and I discovered that if I get in and understand different verticals, you have the opportunity to do different things. If it's a small business, you get in and you can um, work in operations, even if operations means answering the phone and getting writing down the sale and getting it to the back to the warehouse, that's still operations. Um, if it's sales and sales is taking the orders and ending them in and talking to people and getting it into the system, it's uh, HR, you know, oh, where's the, where's the time clock and where's the, you know, it's, you, you start Start to hit all of these little buckets, these verticals that are in every business, and then you just go bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, I mean, that is amazing. Now, 
So what was after you did, you were with that small business, and I also know you went overseas for a while, that you were in Asia for, how long were you in Asia? For like 12 years. Okay, for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. So when did you start to do uh, your first business? When did that happen and how did that come about? Yeah, so really my first business was, um, I got my next break working for another, my next big break was working for a company that made computer circuit boards about 300 people that was in Laverne, California. The I had already worked every position and then the GM position came up. And because I'd already worked every position, I was well-versed. I could talk accounting, I could talk sales, I could talk you know operations. So at 27, I became GM of that company and it was ran by a private investor. And my job was to you know turn that company around. And so you know, again, that's where something small become, became something big. Then I started doing consumer goods um, and started creating brands. So that's kind of how all of that, you know, sort of happened. I'll tell you the, the biggest thing as a female that happens and that we have to adjust to is as I'm running this path, maybe there's John or, and you know, Bill that I know and I'm making up names. And we're all on the same path. You know, you, you're working, you're going to school, you're, you're getting promoted, you're learning all these jobs. But then what happens as a female is you have a tap out period. And that tap out period is you also want to, you'd like to get married, you know, you'd like to have children and nobody can, you can't, nobody else can do that but you, right? You're, you're the one that has to carry. And What's hard is you have this tap out period where you got to tap out and all your fellow co-workers and colleagues, and this isn't good or bad. I'm, I'm just telling you the, the story of my life, right? And how, it, how I saw it unfold is that Bob and Bill over here, you know, they get to keep going. So they keep, get to keep going because they don't have to bear the child. And, you know, so then I had my tap out period where between 29 and, you know, 34, you, I had my three children and then you got to come back into the race and you're not this Bob and Bill, you know, never tapped out. And so you're trying to re-enter that re-entering the workforce is another great challenge for females. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, you what do you do about that? Because we were all told, you can have it all. You know, I know we're all about the same age and, oh, you can have it all, you know, this, and you're trying and then your emotions come into play because you want to, you know, work with this career that you've invested your time in, but you love your child. If you choose to have a child, you love your child. I mean, that whole, I don't, I know Colleen, I know what Colleen's story is around that. And I was in the journey and I was supposed to go back. And I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's fair. I was a teacher and I didn't go back for a little bit, but I went back. But then I, I lost those years of service because teaching, it's all about years of service and your degree. So I lost three, four years of service that could go toward my retirement whenever that would happen. And so it is tough. And, you know, what what can you do? What, what advice would you have for someone when they're coming back after tap out time? I guess the best advice is to know it's hard. You know, sometimes I'd love to like, sure, and it sounds like you guys have had the same experience. I think sometimes um, it's just someone telling you as a fellow woman and a, is to at least know it's hard, 
but you at least knowing that it's hard and that you're going to kind of have to come in and you're going to, it's going to be harder for you and you're going to have to burn, you know, more time. You're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to fight harder. You can do it, but at least just, just know that and, and embrace it, you know, because there's nothing you can do about it because until we can outsource, uh, you know, our, our capabilities and, uh, but you, I guess you can, but we don't, I didn't want to. <laughs> right, that, right, right, right. Yeah. I, I wanted that experience, right? You, 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 you want that also. So, um, but you just, you have to come in and you have to see where the chips are and you have to, you know, either decide, okay, I'm going to continue down this path or I'm going to take my time and my experience. Then I can take that and I can apply, apply it to many other paths, because here's the one thing that I've discovered. Maybe John and Bob have that opportunity and over us because we have tap out time. But what I found today is that we have a superpower as women in business. And that superpower is, is that uh, the good and bad. The good and bad is you walk into a boardroom and a male can walk in and um, he gains currency and he gains currency in that boardroom. And I use boardroom broadly as just an example of life. He walks in that boardroom and he gains currency by cursing, off color jokes, you know, doing just all of the, and he's cool and he gains currency for that. Try that as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be out the door. You'll be you'll be reprimanded. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not gonna work, right? You mm-hmm. you what you wear, how you dress, how you conduct yourself, how you speak, um, you know, what you speak about. You walk into the room and we are just hope, hoping to hold our currency. We're just hoping to keep our currency and not not diminish that because you can't tell the off-color jokes. You can't wear a red skirt. You know, you can't have your button too low or uh, it, again, you, you lose currency. So I, I understood that at, at an early age and I'm OK with it because, um, you know, I don't I don't want to be judged on those things either. I want to be judged on what I know. So I walk into the room. I've studied it. I understand it. I can contribute to the topic of whatever it is that we're, we're talking about. I, I didn't need a red skirt. I didn't, you know, I didn't need a, a lowered button. I, I can, I can on my own merit and, um, you know, uh, professional contribution is there for. Now I'm, I'm feminine. I love my femininity. You know, mm-hmm. I, I embrace my femininity. Um, um, I'm a mother. And what, what then I found, I figured out what my, um, where my gain is. And what my gain is, is that, for the most part, you know, being of the, the gender that, that we're, we're at, you know, we really are nurturers. Uh, we really do enjoy, it seems like our whole lives, you know, we're, we're peacemakers, we're nurturers, where, um, you know, where we love um, honesty, we communicate, you know, much differently. Those are our superpowers. And if we know our superpowers, you know, kind of sitting at that table, um, you know, people people want to um, respect and hold in higher regard the matriarch. Hmm. 
And that's, that's kind of our, our superpower. I think it's important also, especially for midlife women, you've said before that life is a pivot. And I think another one of our superpowers is that I think women tend to pivot easier than men do in a lot of ways. As we get older, I think sometimes it becomes challenging for women to even imagine pivoting. They want to do a career change. They want to pivot to something else. And they find that maybe they're the only woman in in the boardroom, as you were saying before, or they're starting out something new. Do you have advice for them on how to pivot? Two things, which is uh, one is to uh, to remember that we're lifetime learners and don't lose that. Right. You only tap yourself out if you've tapped yourself out. I, um, you know, I think I'm going to be 54 this year and I am four years young. I mean, I just started. If you look at the life side of women. Right. We live the longest. I'm not even I'm barely hitting my strap my second half. And, you know, I look good. I feel good. I, I you know, I, I love my, my age. You know, I, I don't, d- please don't take me back to 20. I, right. I, we I say that, we say that all the time. We're, we're like, I don't uh, want to be younger. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I love my age. I'm right, you know, right at reaching. I haven't even peaked yet. You know, so I think that going in with that attitude and then, again, remembering that I'm a lifetime learner, you know, every day I want to learn something that I didn't, I I appreciate learning and I, I'm open to learning. I'm very, I'm very open to knowing that there's so much out there. Please, please, you know, world teach me and absorb it and, and let me be a lifetime learner. We were talking a second ago about, you know, how we work with if people want to talk over you or, or things like that. I think that, you know, you just need more female examples. And your guys' show is a wonderful example of that, right? Because unfortunately, in our, what happened is you usually just didn't have a lot of people to emulate. You know, your, your, most of our mothers were uh, worked at home. You know, if you did go to the toy store, uh, it was irons and ironing boards or cooking utensils. You know, you didn't, women aren't really in the sciences or we, we don't do sales because we're more timid about talking because we're not used to that, you know, conversation point because we have male role models and they, they role modeled that. But your female role model really didn't teach you how to enter a conversation, how to exit a conversation, how to not be too emotional or too strong, you know, how to get your point across um, strongly, but, you know, just how to how to maneuver that so that way you can hold your, your position. And I, I love shows like this because, you know, what you want to do is you want to share with your fellow sisters in the world um, and be ex- examples and say, I, I don't know the answers to everything, but I can share my experience with you. Right. Absolutely. And that's, and that's invaluable for women when they can see someone who has done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, um, I think, 50 companies in your, in your brand underneath. And they range from food to entertainment to beautiful, let me just say beautiful jewelry. Uh, <laughs> throwing that out there. And do you find that the business plan is similar for each? It doesn't really matter if it's a food, the service or product. Do you find that the business model works across the board? 
I do. It mostly works across the board because at the end of the day, it's a different widget. What's the widget? We got to make the widget. We got to sell the widget. Um, you know, how, how is the, what's the widget? How do you sell the widget? And um, at the end of it, you're just trying to make a profit off of that widget. All things kind of work off of that. What I also find is as females is not only was it the conversation and conversing that we uh, lagged behind because of experience or mentors, but also just talking about business. You know, most in most households, um, when I was growing up, you talked about the, the males and the sons talked about business, but, um, you know, the daughters were learning how to use baking powder and a rolling pin, right? So it was, it, it just wasn't, it's not that we can't, it's just that there was a, a leap. There was, they had a head start in words and that's all it is, is words. You know, every single vertical, I learned not to be scared because when you come in and you already have a deficit, you already, you're already intimidated in your mind because it sounds so hard and, you know, so-and-so over there can have this conversation and it just can lower and be, it can lower your confidence, make it more intimidating until it's broken down that in every single industry, there's probably five or 10 acronyms. That's it. And the secret's out and it's no big mystery. It's not as scary as we think it is. You know, not only do you do businesses for profit, but you also do a lot of nonprofit work as well. And how did that come into play when, you know, and it seems like what you do, it's so important. The the True Sue Hope Foundation, the the, the True Children's Home, um, and the 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 housing, the real estate one that you do for the housing. Mm-hmm. It's really passionate. How did that come about? There's a few um, of our own charities and outside charities that I support. To be honest, the way it comes about is um, I just always feel like if for me, if I, if I, um, if I become not humble or only think of myself, it kind of just changes the energy of everything. It changes the energy of my business. It changes the way the energy of how I how I operate, how I, how I think of things, um, you know, holding on to your humility and never losing that ability to uh, know that I got here because a few, a few people helped me along the way. If I continue to do that, it, the energy around everything that I do and my attitude and the way I approach things, it works out for me, you know, the minute that uh, I think anything special about myself, you know, Mother Nature will give me a tap on the head and say, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Take it down a few notches. Take right? it, yeah. it sure. down. Uh-huh. Cal- calm down. And yeah. uh, <laughs> let's go back to helping others. And, and let's, you know, let's stay in check here. Um, you know, you are, you are no better, better than anyone else and let's help other people. And then maybe other people will continue to help you. One of the things I would love to talk about is the 1500 sound Academy that you just started kind of getting involved in with two of the entertainment industries, 
um, professionals. How did that come about? I had met, as an investment firm, you meet a lot of people who want to participate in business with you. Um, I had never thought I'd be in entertainment. I met these two guys, James Fauntleroy and Rand Stobson, and they're just two other good humans. And so no matter what the business or no matter what it is that you're doing, I think that it always starts out with other good humans. So they're very good humans. They, they're, um, you know, biggest, again, songwriters and music, music producers, we had the same energy and thought, wow, if we combine forces, um, you know, we all can champion different things and there's some really fun things we can do together. So I partnered with them, built the platform, and now we have our first studios opening up in about uh, four, three or four months called Volume in Inglewood. Second studios opening up in Resort World in Vegas. Um, I just partnered with one of the largest private equity firms and we'll be opening up about 12 more of these in Asia over the next two or three years. Your investments run the gamut. So it's really about there must be something that connects you when someone's pitching to you. That's that you're like, do you just feel like you have this inner voice that said, I'm going to go this way, not that way? I know some things and I know what I don't know. So let's say I do, I'll do a lot and partner. And if it's in entertainment or um, consumer goods, those are sort of my belly whip. You'll never really catch me. And I say this, I'll knock on wood now and then watch me do, do something I shouldn't do. But, you know, we've, we've also all had things that didn't work and it's you're, I think knowing that, right. And, knowing that it's, you've got a bat all the time. And every time you bat, it's about picking up the bat again and knowing, okay, the last time I batted, I, here's what worked or didn't work. I know these areas, I know them pulled and I went deep in these areas. You know, talk about oil and gas, oh, forget about it. You know, I'm, I am not gonna impress you because I, I do not know certain verticals, but the do, verticals I do know, I know them cold. So now that you're kind of at that peak of really just hitting your stride, can you see yourself slowing down in the next couple of years? Or do you just like, what's on to the next thing that you would like to do? You know, I always think about slowing down. I always think about, you know, other things I'd like to do. I've had those opportunities. And what happens is um, I like what I do. And then when I have an opportunity to do nothing, I, I honestly, um, get complacent and I, I I enjoy what I do. I enjoy building. I the I enjoy the journey of building. I enjoy people and partnerships. It doesn't mean I, I like to relax, you know, once in a while, but do nothing is not if you have the opportunity to do nothing, you know, what can happen is you just uh you still need a purpose in life. And I, I really enjoy the the purpose of it and Every time I even think of stopping anyway, something else happens, you know, and I can't not do it. I also, in this phase of my life, I'm very thankful that um, I have four kids and my husband's busy. I'm, I'm busy. And when we sit at the dinner table, I think what it's added to me as a woman is um, I'm able to, you know, have a family and, and have my marriage and, you know, that, that relationship and be contributive to that relationship. 
I'm able to have my relationship with my children and be a mother and be contributing there. But I'm also, I never lost myself. And I can sit at the dinner table and I'm not living through anybody. I'm not living through my husband. I'm not living through my kids. Um, you know, I, I have stories and things that I'm doing and I'm interesting. And, uh, you know, I, but I part- we participate in each other's thing too. And uh, I'm super thankful that at this time in my life, I've, I've definitely ended up there. I think that's a fantastic message for women. If you had a piece of advice that you could leave our midlife listeners with for, you know, whether they're starting a new business or they're changing careers or they're just not satisfied with the way their career is going right now, what would be a piece of advice that you could give them? I think the piece of advice would be um, not to the, the definition of where we're at starts with ourselves. So as I said, you know, for me, I approach every single day as um, it's I'm just getting going and I'm a lifetime learner and I welcome I welcome every experience and I and I I want to approach them with enthusiasm and uh, you know and appreciation. So I think that approaching it approaching it like that is is the biggest piece of advice that I can. I can share and say, you know, gosh, if we're in, if we're in midlife, we're in top stride because I plan on living a long time. Well, we want to thank you so much for coming on and just sharing so much wisdom and knowledge for our listeners and other, you know, our midlife women in business and careers, because we really learn from each other and all of our experiences. So thank you, Twyla, so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on today, Twyla. It is really inspiring to hear from a woman that has created all of these businesses. It's amazing, especially so many people you feel like maybe have been given a head start, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know. However, to really hear it from someone that has has not had that head start, that did not have that privilege that they've done this with their life. It is amazing and it's inspiring to other women and it is never too late women to do things like this. It's never too late anybody. If you really feel something in your heart and you know that you can work well, you could do this. So I just really appreciate her being on. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We have a great Facebook group. We are on Pinterest. We have YouTubes. We also have some of our videos on vitalc.com. And we have some videos on YouTube as well. So make sure you check out all of those things. We have some brands that we really appreciate on our website. So if you're looking for something to help you in a particular area or things that we've really tried and like and feel like they would be great for our listeners, that will be on our website, hotflasheskooltopics.com. Yes, we have lots of goodies on there, so make sure to check it out. And if you have questions or a topic you would like us to discuss, please remember you can email us at hotflasheskooltopics at gmail.com. We may not know the answer, but we will find the experts in the field who can talk about it. And we'll give you a shout out on the episode if we get that question answered. So make sure to 
do that as well. Share this podcast with your friends and family and other women who are in midlife and beyond because we love building this community with strong women and how we need to be seen and heard in this time of our lives. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.